What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the podcast, I sat down with an amazing lady doing so many different things in real estate. She's an owner of a Remax franchise. She works with a ton of investors. She is starting a mortgage company. She's got a scholarship program that we talked about for new real estate agents and a really exciting book project coming out. Welcome to the show, Maria Quattrone. Welcome to the show today, Maria. How are you doing? I am fantastic, Dan. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to talk with you. Thank you. And you're joining us from Philadelphia, correct? Good old Philadelphia. All right. Well, tell all of our listeners and viewers out there a little bit uh, about yourself and background and how you got into real estate and you know, how, how you got up to this, this moment in your life. Oh, boy. That's a long, long story, but I'll try to make it super quick. Uh, my name is Maria Quattrone. I'm born and raised Philadelphian. I've been in real estate for 18 years. I own a, uh, a Remax franchise, Remax at Home. Also, Motto Mortgage Expert Solutions, which we just launched this year. And I am in the process of doing uh, a book collaboration called Fearless female leaders, their untold story revealed. So I ended up in real estate out of um, working at radio stations for 11 years. I was an account, account manager and I did that and I was kind of like mm, bored a little bit and I wanted an opportunity to control my financial destiny. And a good friend told me all about real estate. So I said, hmm, let me investigate this. So I investigated it, and I started in um, chat. No, it was early winter, two thousand and four, and yeah, I mean, I pretty much hit the ground running in the business because my background was in advertising sales. I sold radio time, so that's like you know, you're selling air. It's not like selling a house or. Selling air, not very many people can buy it. So, selling a home, uh, a lot simpler. Not to say simpler, but definitely not simpler, but easier to find clients. Right. Well, and you can get a loan for it, too. Um, you can, that's right. You can get a loan for it. The radio, you got to pay cash. Yeah. So, that's an interesting background. And, and you came in at an interesting time when it, when it was a super busy time in the market people that may not remember or be old enough to uh, to know what was going on at the time. But 2004 was like, you know, kind of the early stages of when the market got super hot, correct? Yeah, it was actually started in around 2001 uh, or so. Yeah. And then it pretty much ended, I would say, by... June of 05, although nobody accepted it until Lehman Brothers crashed in September of 2000, what was it, 8, 7, Seven eight. Eight. Well, one, yeah. one of those years, I forget, they all blend together, so it was, was kind of tough. And then I think it was like a full another year before the rest of Wall Street kind of went down, right? It was, yeah. it took a long time for the whole thing. It took a long time, and it had been building up already for 18 months prior to that, so... Can, it's like the way that consumers absorb information 
Um, just like right now, you know, interest rates in December were 3% and now they're in the sixes, um, heading to like seven and consumers are used to hearing 3% interest rates. So that's going to cause a shift in the market and people may take and may be taking right now a little bit of a pause to figure out, okay, well, I can't afford that house now at a million dollars at 6.5% that I can afford at 3%. Yeah, well, it's it's great to have a veteran on who's been through multiple cycles. A lot of real estate agents or investors, all they know is the market that we've had the last 10 years, which has been up, 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 low inventory, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it would be interesting to get more of your perspective on what's happening now that maybe is similar to back then maybe, or what's different. I think an interesting take that I've been discussing with real estate agents lately on the interest rates is, you know, I, I believe you can't just look at the interest rates alone. You have to look at inflation and, and where is the interest rate relative to inflation. And, uh, you know, when those 3% rates were around, we didn't have 8% inflation. So it's, it's now we're at 8.6. Uh, so I think that's, you know, an interesting perspective well sure uh, and there's a war going on and you know there's a lot of stuff there is yeah. a a lot of stuff and then if you're in a city you live in a major city like philadelphia there's even more stuff well, that is going that, on what do you think is so similar between now and 05 to 07 and what's maybe different well okay there's a couple things one being that millennials are the largest generation yet and they're at the average age of 33 right now. So we don't have enough inventory over the next several years to absorb the new household formations that are coming from millennials who live with their friend or mom or an apartment. So there's that. And then there's, okay, well, if you are a renter and you don't own a home, you're paying 100% interest. So it doesn't matter really what the interest rates are as long as you can figure out what the payment is and you can afford the payment. Because we say, marry the house and rent the rate. Or rent the rent the rate. Date the rate. Date the rate. So marry the house and date the rate. So get the house and then when rates do adjust down, word, refi. So because we do know that the pricing will increase, even if it's like 3 to 4%, 5% a year over the next five years, based on current levels of inventory, unless something dramatic happens, we still don't have enough first-time homebuyer uh, product, period. Hmm. So it's a very interesting time. Um, I think that there will be buyers that will leave the market. They just won't be able to afford a home, which is very sad because that's something that you know, we, we stress home ownership, home ownership, home ownership, because without home ownership, it's very difficult to build wealth. Most people's wealth is in their home. And if they didn't have a home and they had a rent, they would have their salary. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at the chart yet, but that, that real estate group keeping current matters, they, they put out, Yep. You, yeah, they, they put out, I think every year, like net worth of homeowners versus net worth of renters. And the, the differences in that is it's astounding. It's like 25x or something, I think. Um, Absolutely. So we say, look, just pick a house that will work for you. You know, usually it would be like, let's see if we can get 80% of what you want. Now it's like, let's get 
some percent, not you're not getting 80%. So maybe you get 50%. But you own a home, you can afford, you can grow your your net worth through home ownership. And when the rates change, you can refi that. So, you know, you have to look at everything, the 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 bigger picture and, and real estate is also hyper local, right? So and it's price, it's also driven by um, the price points. So whether it's a first-time buyer or it's a you know over a million dollar buyer, it's a, they're different markets even in the same neighborhood. How many agents do you have at the Remax? We have, let's see, that's always a tricky question for me. Uh, around twenty something. How? Well, because people come and we have new agents, right? So they may not make it in the first 90 days. So we are like onboarding, offboarding, whatever. But uh, we started a scholarship program this past year. And so the program is we bring them through the real estate school and we mentor them during this time. We Then we help to get them prepared for the real estate exam. Once they pass the exam, then they come into our two-week Rise in Real Estate Academy at our office. And after that, they will know how to schedule an appointment, meet with a client, do a buyer strategy session, write an offer, show homes, and um, there's a, oh, work within our CRM, work within our processes. So it's the basics. It's enough to get somebody doing the work, right? Because you have to take the action. And most people that complete it um, have been successful. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get 100 tips for free from my best-selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent? If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. How have you, uh, you know, kind of dealt with the challenges and the, you know, that the market has presented the last couple of years? Uh, first with the low inventory during the pandemic and then now with interest rates rising with uh, how are you coaching your agents to kind of like, you know, keep their heads on straight? It's a lot to deal with. Well, well, we're in Philadelphia, so, and we're in downtown. Um, we don't sell a lot of single family houses out in the suburbs. So we didn't have to really deal with a lot of multiple offers. We, get, we did have them, but not as much as in some areas. Uh, one thing for our company, we're a big. We do a lot of listings, so we have a lot of inventory because we are we're like a listing machine. We also do commercial real estate and we do vacant land. So we look whenever something is in set, one thing is difficult, something else is over there. So you always have to find the silver lining in, a, in any market. I think the market changing is a good thing for the industry. We can't just keep going up, up, up in pricing. Um, it will allow some buyers to be able to buy houses that have been looking to buy homes. And in addition to that, a lot of agents in the marketplace, you know, people need to learn this business. It's not just going up, 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 and anything just sells. If I see one more post how you sold something in 24 hours with 10 offers, I am going to puke. No. 
Kidding, but not kidding, not kidding. Um, I don't think that's a, I, I never, I hardly ever post about that, that stuff at all. I mean, if we do, it's a story about a family or something. I don't believe that that's real estate marketing. Um, a lot of people do. I'm not of a mindset of that. It's to me, it's a humble brag, like time and time and time again. Well, and it's, I mean, yeah, selling, selling a home quickly in the last year, for the most part, you priced it right. Like, um, you know, there's not too much to brag about. I, I think if you were going to try and show value created to clients, Hey, these people, you know, have had this budget, this desire, and I was able to do this to find them an off-market deal or craft their offer so that they were able to correct beat out other people. Like, like that's, you know, for the for the better part of the last couple of years, that's that's been where I think the the you know the skill has come in. I guess so to say. A hundred percent. We've been doing off-market transactions since. I want to say I got into the business. I know we've worked with a lot of investors, so we find opportunities from sellers and we sell them to a client, another one of our clients. We do do our best to market our, I don't care who sells the listing, to be clear. Right. Okay. It just needs to be sold. But because we do a lot of marketing too, we have about 2,000 people on our investor list that are active buyers in the market. Um, so we market to them, so we can sell a lot of inventory that way as well. Just direct, uh, all different like little things that we do that are, you know, to make sure that we're staying in front of the clients all the time. And even if we did send it out or you did post it, that doesn't mean that actually somebody saw it because you could say put something in your feed and only like 2% of people could see it. Maybe not even. So you constantly have to be out there and whether it's, you know, you're listing something or you have a buyer who's looking for something, you can find off market. It's not impossible. Um, you just have to do the work. And a lot of people I don't think are used to doing that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that that's a great comment about how only 2% of the feed typically will see it. Um, you, you really do have to work. You, you can't overpost when you're trying to promote. Um, you know, a house or a service that you offer. You got to go into multiple, you know, channels. The email list, I think, are really the best way now. I know some people think, you know, email's old school. Um, I love email. Right? MailChimp. But yeah, you got you to gotta convert as many of those social media followers into your email list that's that's how you're going to get properties sold or you know find deals for investors i believe yeah we use our email list a lot we do we're, we just sent one out one out of three we schedule them in advance so we know what's going out what day we try to do them a week out but if we get a listing today we'll put it on the board to go out for next week so you know it's constantly it we don't live in a vacuum so it's a breathing machine living breathing machine um that you know I like to call it anyway, but MailChimp has been, it's been fantastic because you can send video that way as well. And we could talk to not just the, the consumers in the marketplace, but for agent recruiting. And we send uh, emails that are just text as well as videos from me uh, to the local real estate community. Tell me a little bit about the investor side of the business and, and 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we work with investors, whether they are buying a piece of vacant land to build one new construction home or 23 new construction homes. Um, so we'll sell residential vacant land, commercial. We have commercial warehouses right now for sale, um, 13,000, 50,000. We have 30,000 vacant land. Another one is like a 70,000 acre, acre, which I mean, 70,000 square feet, which in Philadelphia is pretty big. Um, those we will, they'll go to large investor developers, um, or we might just have a little rehab that's 150 grand that you can flip and, you know, we can sell for 400 or 425. Uh, we do that as well. And it's something that I started to do back in mm, 2007 or eight around there. So I would call expired listings all the time. And cause I went at the listing, I just like how to get the listing. <laughs> so I call expires. I learned how to do that. I used to coach, um, back in the day, Mike Ferry, all about scripts, all about dialogues, you know, hardcore, get up, get in the office, seven 30 on the phone right away. You know, you know, making 50 to hundred contacts a day, depending on the day and the, and the appointment scheduled. And I would have listings all over. And a lot of them were in emerging neighborhoods and investors wanted them. So I would sell them to the investor. They'd rehab it and I get the listing back. So we still do that to this day. Um, it is a big part of our business and a fun part of our business for sure. Cause we have clients I've been working with for 15 years. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. Well, that, that was a, a great time to to get into working with investors. I, I think a lot of real estate agents uh, don't embrace investors as much as they should, which is a little perplexing because it's a you know it's a repeat client, right? People that are going to like potentially buy every year or more frequently, even. Uh, like, why do you think some agents are maybe? A little scared to work with investors or don't like it. I think they don't understand the numbers. They don't understand that part of the industry. It is a different thing. It's like, why wouldn't somebody do commercial real estate where they're doing office leasing? I could do it. I have no desire to do that. I don't want to be in the tenant rep business. I don't want to be dealing with, you know, all the things that come and play with that. Um, most though, agents in North America are buyer's agents and they work with Regular home buyers, they take them around, they show them homes, and they pick one to buy. Uh, there's not, you know, it's a lot easier than working with an investor because you really need to understand the market, uh, be a market expert, understand absorption rates, understand what needs to be built in a neighborhood, what you shouldn't build in a neighborhood, understand what the consumer wants. It's more time consuming in the long run because there's effort and skill 
involved in it and the it's constantly changing so you need to stay up on that and you need to be aware of when something is shifting or moving and you got to be in front of it yeah I, I i think more agents should you know take the time learn the numbers and uh, add that to the buckets that you have you know we, we like to on our real estate team we like to talk about you know different pillars of success right like Maybe you're good at open houses. Maybe you're good at calling expired. But you know, the more of these different areas you can add, uh, the more diversity you're going to have in, in the source of your income. And when the market shifts or ebbs and flows, you're gonna you're gonna have more things to lean on. Like I don't I don't think investors are gonna go away if the market comes down they're just their they're deal bucket their deal criteria is going to change no they're waiting they're waiting for the they're waiting for the it to change i mean we have there's so much money in my database it's insane i said i think there's a billion and then i remember one of my clients owns about 200 million dollars of real estate so i'm like no nah, there's more than a billion there's probably a couple billion dollars of business in my in my database so that's pretty crazy yeah, um, I, I, I bet most people have hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, uh, just sitting in their, their their database that they're not capitalizing on. Let's talk about the book for uh, a moment or two. You said you're you're working on a collaboration project book uh, for for female leaders. Uh, can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. It's called Fearless Female Leaders Are Untold Stories Revealed. And the book is about women who are fearless. And they say, well, what does that mean? You would think, oh, fearless, like they're fearless. No, we have fear, but we do it anyway. So that's where the fearless comes in because we all are afraid but we take the action and we put ourselves out there and then there's a story behind the, each of those that they haven't revealed there's a story that needs to be told and that will help somebody else that's sitting there saying you know can i do it is this possible for me and it's you know it's through triumph and through just um grit determination never giving up and knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, it's all going to be okay. But a lot of people don't see that. It's easier said than done. So we want to give other humans, women, an opportunity to read stories of about 30 women or so and be an, in, be an influence to them, be an inspiration to them and let the women speak and their voices be heard because through your speaking whether it's uh written or vocal you're it's very freeing so is the book i'm uh, excited are you s still working on it or is it um i just so i just launched the collaboration okay. so we're enrolling people now and we'll be enrolling for the next 30 days or so. And uh, once it sells out, it sells out. And the book will be launched in October of this year. Okay. So we'll look forward to that. Um, 
I always like to end with a hyper-fast round if you're ready for some rapid-fire Q&A. Let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Join a team. I like that one. Uh, What's the biggest mistake you see successful real estate agents making? Not thinking about the long-term, short-term gain. All right. If you had to start all over and you couldn't take your money, your reputation, uh, or your contacts, your database, with you, all you could take was the knowledge you've gained from you know, over a decade of being in the business. What's the first thing you'd go out and do? I would, if I had new business and I was like going into a new market or something, I would go after expires and build your business immediately. All right. Uh, what would we most likely find you doing when you're not working on your business? <laughs> Working on some other business, real estate, mortgage, books now. I'm opening an insurance. We're doing a JV with a title company. Uh, I love business. I love helping people. I love watching people grow. I love inspiring, uh, speaking. Um, But for fun, I'd say I love to ride my bike, as corny as that sounds, but I love the bike and reading books, Um, the beach in the summer. Drinking wine, like really good wine. We're going to France in, in September oh, nice. to drink really good wine. So there's those types of things. And good food. Organic good food. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Mm. I see myself as an owner, but no longer the uh, an operator. All right. Well, that is a, a great goal to have. And, and I wish you luck in getting there. Uh, be sure and look for the book, uh, October, everyone. Who's listening. October. And, uh, if yes. And if anybody hears this and they want to join the book, uh, they can contact me through my website, MQ real estate, or I'm on social, um, Facebook or message, direct message me or Instagram. I'm sold by MQ there. All right. I was going to also ask uh, if people want to learn about the scholarship that you offer for new, I assume awesome. real estate agents, how should they do that? Yep. They could do that by going to PA real estate scholarship.com and they can apply there. Everything's there for the application. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today to all of our listeners and viewers. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with other people that you think would benefit from listening or watching and we'll see you next time if you enjoyed this episode be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events and don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on youtube or anywhere that you can find podcasts Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfast shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. Give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.